Chapters 5 and 6 of Pep, the Story of a Brave Dog by Clarence Hawks. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 5 The Battlefield. So fast do events move at the front with the wonderfully organized war machine that six hours after the doctor's unit finally detrained at a little station somewhere in France near the Argonne Forest, they found themselves closely following up an American regiment the regiment was engaged in that most nerve-wracking and hazardous undertaking of rooting out machine-gun nests in a heavily wooded sector even before they left the train they could hear the continuous cannonading away to the northeast it was like the constant rolling of heaviest thunder dotted with many quick staccato explosions the fire from the heavy artillery was also visible along the horizon at first they went forward through open country undulating and broken but soon entered intermittent woods with deep ravines and sharp ridges just the sort of country for hard fighting much of this region was so rough that the ambulances could not penetrate it and the wounded had to be brought out for leagues on stretchers but most of them lay where they fell and the surgeons and red cross men gave them first aid there and trusted to luck to get them out later the region had been the scene of heavy fighting for two days and the signs of war's horrible devastation were on every hand shrapnel had stripped the trees of much of their foliage many of them were down while others were torn and broken with limbs hanging or strewed on the ground the whole face of nature was scarred and furrowed seamed and made hideous by the passing of the hurricane of battle how beautiful was the fair face of france in peace yet how terrible in war but now the heaviest fighting had rolled away to the north and the immediate work was that of the regiment in front of them which was clearing out the hornet's nest of machine-guns that the boche had left behind but the doctor was a man of courage deeply absorbed in his profession and he soon found himself cutting out proud flesh and bandaging up gaping wounds with the bullets whistling through the treetops above him just as unconcerned as though he were still in the hospital at brest from point to point these brave men followed in the wake of battle here and there snatching a desperately wounded man from the very mouth of hell no bands played to divert them there was no glitter of uniform or bright flag to inspire them only the call of duty and the pathetic gratitude of the poor fellows whom they succored just at dusk the doctor found himself alone in a narrow gulch deep shade was overhead and a little brook babbled softly through the gulch but now its cool waters were red with blood and roiled with the passing of many feet in this gulch the surgeon found several dead and wounded men and it was while binding up the wounds of a tennessee mountaineer who had been shot through the hip that a stray bullet found the surgeon and stretched him beside the man whom he was trying to save at first he was not in great pain only paralyzed but as the hours passed and the stars appeared up among the tops of the trees fever mounted in his veins and finally delirium seized him and he talked incoherently to a dead man beside him of home and friends far away meanwhile faithful pep still galloped on to the northeast obedient to the strong magnet that pulled him the call of his master's heart to his own loving dog heart which knew but this one strong passion all through that night he galloped only occasionally slowing down for a few kilometers to rest 
he did not know to what place he was going or what it would be like when he arrived but he did know that at the end of the long road his master was calling for him by noon of the day following his escape from the hospital he was so footsore he sometimes had to stop to lick his paws they were stone bruised and bleeding at the roots of the nails but he did not pause for long he could not with his master calling by evening he had reached the small station where his master had deployed with his unit at noon the day before he immediately struck into the partly wooded undulating country the sight of trees and woods pleased pep all the way he had been fearful that someone would catch him and carry him back to the hospital before he could find his master in the woods he felt more secure for here he could hide besides something told him that somewhere here in the forest he would find the doctor it was now ten o'clock at night and the boche had decided that they did not want the enemy to bring up fresh troops and occupy the woods so they were sweeping the thickets and gulches with shrapnel and shells pep was terrified with the deafening noise and the bright flashes all about him occasionally he would stop and whimper and crouch close to the ground the earth was friendly it would not let these fierce bolts of lightning or the terrible thunder get him occasionally he would stand uncertain for several seconds and whimper softly instinctively he knew that these sounds were full of danger to himself he had seen what desolation such sounds could make the night the boche bombed the hospital he wanted to go back but he could not for his master was still calling to him there was but one law and that was obedience to the voice which he loved so after a short time he would again creep forward at last after a more fearful explosion than usual which rained small particles all around him he found himself in the narrow gulch by the little stream near which his master lay he stopped for a moment to cool his burning feet in the water and to lick up some of the refreshing liquid then joy of joys he discovered the doctor's footprints in the sand close to the brook he sniffed excitedly and then with a glad yelp sprang forward eagerly keeping his nose close to the ground in order not to miss the trail it wound in and out for several rods once it stopped by the side of a dead soldier pep sniffed at the man's cold face then hurried on would his master be like that when he found him he missed the trail for a few feet where the doctor had stepped on some stones but he soon recovered it again then joy unyelpable he took the body scent and abandoned the trail three or four bounds carried him to the spot where the surgeon lay prone upon the ground and very still pep sniffed at his master's face eagerly it was not cold like the soldiers he licked the face frantically and whimpered pitifully he sought the hand and thrust his muzzle into it that too was warm but very limp again pep began washing the dear face and something in the familiar touch penetrated to the surgeon's slumbering consciousness bringing him partly out of his swoon pep noted with delight that the limp fingers closed gently over his muzzle and he registered his joy with a glad bark had his master been fully possessed of his senses he would have warned him that it was very dangerous to bark in the enemy's country but the doctor was only partly conscious the gentle pressure did not mean as much as the dog imagined 
it was partly an involuntary movement he was so used to squeezing the dog's muzzle that it was something that he did instinctively then the hand lay still for a long time and the faithful watcher became very anxious he returned to the face and showered it with dog kisses but his master did not respond so he went back to the hand here after a long time he was again rewarded for the fingers tweaked his ears gently this was an old love token of his master's and the dog was delighted from this time on he went from hand to face licking and encouraging his master it is quite possible that these gentle ministrations did much to revive the fainting man they at least gave him something to hold on to they formed an objective something towards which he might struggle just as a gleam of light affords the needed clue in the darkness at last the physician came to himself enough to speak the dog's name in a thick strange voice but it was unmistakable and the frantic terrier was overjoyed then the man lapsed into silence and was very still for another long time finally to the great relief of the agonized dog the hand began fumbling about and the man to talk incoherently i'm shot through the hips it is dark i was lost and faithful pep came and found me he's a good dog faithful old pep at the sound of his name pep renewed his frantic kissing of his master's face pep he sticks by me he is a good dog god how weak i am i am burning up if i only had a drop of water his hand went instinctively to his canteen with a great effort after many trials he found it but the hand was too weak to carry it to his lips pep watched these feeble efforts with dismay his master was usually so strong and decided in his movements he had seen men in the hospital act just like this his master must be sick indeed again the doctor rested and pep waited not knowing what to do finally with a deep sigh the physician raised the canteen slowly to his lips he was at least a minute in performing this simple act but when his fevered parched lips closed over the nozzle the canteen was found to be entirely empty with a groan he let it fall and sank back discouraged pep was quick to notice the distress in his master's voice when he again addressed him pep old comrade i am dying for the want of a little water water pep i want some water the dog listened intently but could not catch the man's meaning so he gave him another score of dog kisses the doctor reached down and lifted up the empty canteen see here pep old comrade i want water i'm dying for water pep whimpered softly echoing his master's agonized tones then the gleam of a wonderful idea shot through the doctor's brain it was an inspiration a thought the good god who watched over all his children had given him he laughed as he considered it dazedly it seemed feasible anyhow it was his only hope he would try it pep he said lifting the canteen feebly and tossing it a few feet away bring pep bring the dog at once sprang to the canteen and brought it in his mouth to his master good dog we'll try again this time he tossed it toward the brook which was about twenty feet away again pep retrieved the canteen 
then the doctor threw the canteen as far towards the brook as he could having first removed the top it fell just a little short but pep brought it to him thinking it a fine game the next time the physician had the satisfaction of hearing it drop in the water pep was after it in a flash this was great fun to the doctor's disgust there was only a few drops of water in the canteen when the dog returned with it as he had held it on its side but even these few drops were most grateful to the parched tongue the next time they had much better luck pep by accident held it by the nozzle and the doctor found the canteen half full of water he seized it with delight and drank long and deep then he petted and praised pep generously and with a deep sigh of satisfaction lay down to rest you stay here old comrade and watch while i sleep i'm just about all in when i have rested we will see if we can get out of this soon his beloved master was so quiet that pep was once more alarmed lest he become like the dead soldier he had seen beside the brook a few rods back for a long time he sat on his haunches watching occasionally he would steal close to the man and lick his hand or face then he would return to his silent vigil in the bushes nearby he could hear a wounded soldier groaning and moaning talking in his delirium in another direction he could hear someone breathing deeply the doctor could have told him that this man was dying but pep did not know this all about them in the woods shells were bursting shrapnel was making the woods hideous stripping the foliage and green branches from the already partly denuded trees through open spaces pep could see strange lights to the north these were signal rockets pep was very tired and footsore he did not feel sleepy but very wide awake there was a glad joy in his faithful dog heart for he had found his master but all was not well with them yet his master wanted to sleep and sleep it was not like him they were far from the hospital these frightful noises were not good for either men or dogs but he could do nothing else but just watch and wait again his master awoke and began talking to him strangely he first threw the canteen and drank from it twice but he did not seem to get relief the truth was his fever was mounting and he was even weaker than he had been before both of these facts finally filtered into his consciousness something must be done at once he must have medical aid immediately somebody or something must come to them shortly or it would be too late again he drowsed and considered the facts in the case vaguely once more he had a bright idea which was another inspiration he must manage in some way to get pep to go for help this was his only chance he could not tell the dog what he wanted but he could send him away perhaps he could find a red cross man somewhere in this inferno of a woods and bring him back so he summoned all of his remaining strength for this attempt here pep old comrade come up close and listen pep crowded a little closer and cocked his ears alert and eager to do his master's bidding you must go for help i can't tell you so you will understand but go home go home he struck the dog feebly on the shoulder and repeated the words go home the blow slight as it was hurt pep keenly but he listened 
the doctor repeated the blow and the admonition the dog knew well what those words meant they were the most hateful words in his dog vocabulary which was not large how many times his master had turned when pep wanted so much to follow and said sternly go home he waited surely his master could not mean it this time here he was alone and sick away in the dark woods surely he wanted his dog to stay with him but again the master struck him and said sternly go home sadly reluctantly he turned whimpering as he went and trotted off into the darkness occasionally looking back over his shoulder to see if his master had not repented the doctor heard him splash into the brook to cross it then he sank down wearily a great drowsiness creeping over him for a while he fought it but finally yielded and sank into deep oblivion End of chapter five chapter six the rescue as pep trotted away into the shell-raked woods he was probably the most heartbroken dog that ever slunk away to do his master's bidding he had travelled so far to find his beloved master his feet had been sore and his tongue parched with the long journey and he had watched so faithfully by the doctor's side all through the long night and now his master had sent him away he knew that his master needed him also for he was so weak he could not even bring his canteen with water or hold up his head to drink the blow on his shoulder had been a very light one but it had wounded pep more than any blow he had ever received before why did his master send him away he had been a faithful dog what could he do where should he go he was not quite sure of the way back to the hospital the woods were full of frightful sounds full of lightning and thunder the kind that tore the limbs from great trees stripped the leaves from their branches and ploughed holes in the ground holes so deep that if he ever fell into one of them he might not be able to get out again for several seconds he stood whimpering under a bush uncertain but his terrier fighting blood soon asserted itself and he began picking his way slowly forward in the direction which he thought would take him back to the road that led to the hospital for fifteen minutes he went forward managing by his clever dog instinct to keep going in the same direction where a human being might have gone round and round in a circle then something happened that quite changed his course it came so suddenly that he did not know where it came from he only realized in a dim way that it was a part of this terrible night more of the frightfulness that was all about him only this time it nearly got him suddenly and without any warning there was a bright flash of light over among the bushes the air was filled with broken limbs and flying leaves and dust and hundreds of small missiles and one of these which was really a fragment of shrapnel caught pep in his hind leg and left that member limp and broken as useless as a stick he was so stunned and shaken and the breath was so knocked out of him that he lay still for several minutes but finally he dragged himself up on three legs and tried to discover what had happened to him and where he was there was such a tangle of brush about him that it was difficult to extricate himself but finally he dug his way out then it was that he discovered the accident to his leg 
it pained him frightfully and the blow had partially paralyzed his back so it was many minutes before he could even drag himself forward a few feet at a time soon his tongue came out and he was panting and lolling as though it had been noonday in summer instead of the cool of the morning it was now so hard to travel that he did not think he could even reach the smooth road for he had to lie down and rest every few rods once he found a cool green spot under a great tree where war had not devastated nature here he lay for half an hour resting and then feeling better he went forward faster he had come almost to the edge of the woods when he heard men's voices he listened eagerly perhaps they were friends if they were he would go to them soon he made out the voices plainly they were not far away so he crept forward eagerly at last he made them out they were friends they wore uniforms like the men at the hospital he wagged his tail frantically and crept still closer he would make sure there were so many things to be afraid of here in this strange land to which he and his master had come presently the men came so close that he could see them plainly they were talking in low voices they were two red cross men carrying a wounded soldier on a litter he was very sure they were good men for their dress was just like that of the men who unloaded the ambulances at the hospital with a glad yelp pep limped forward he felt very sure they would be good to him the red cross men had often petted him at the hospital the men were so busy with the wounded soldier that they did not notice him until he rubbed against the leg of one of them that made the man stop and cry out his companion laughed it won't hurt you bill he heard the other man say he did the poor wounded bull terrier he just came out of the bush the two men laid down the stretcher to rest and one of them called pep to him poor perp he said you've got it in your hind leg boys hell all right eh, old dog pep assented and licked the man's hand there was something he wanted the man to do he could not think what it was but the man's next words reminded him where's your master old sport you're lost who dog are you perp anyhow it was not so much the words as the way the man said them and the way he rubbed pet's muzzle that really reminded him of his master wounded and weak away off in the terrible woods pep whimpered and sniffed and the man who loved dogs saw that he had struck a sympathetic chord what's your name perp you look like a good fightin' english bull terrier all right you're a thoroughbred or I ain't no judge of dorgs pep whimpered again and turned and licked his flank yes i see your head so is this poor devil in his ear stretcher come bill we must get him out of this together they took up the stretcher and started forward pep was frantic he caught at the man's pant leg and pulled backward they must not leave his master in the woods they must go for him too the man kicked at him what's the cur want bill he growled i guess he don't know what he does want he is lonesome and hurt and afraid and sick of the whole durned war just like you and me when they stopped to rest again pep went up to the friendly man and nuzzled his hand and licked it then he turned and trotted a few rods away and stopped and looked back at them whimpering and whining for them to follow what do you make of him bill anyway asked the surly man by gum 
cried bill springing up i have it he wants us to follow him he's found someone off yonder's wounded and he wants us to go with him perhaps it is his master pep barked and wagged his tail when the man got up to follow him he was delighted dear bell you can't leave this here one we have got to get him out first but luck was with pep for another red cross man came along and took bill's place at the stretcher and his new friend was free to follow him now burp said bill comfortingly you must lead the way and if there's anything in this ere woods you want me to know about i'm your man pep went forward eagerly absolutely sure of the way he no longer thought of his broken leg or the terrors of the woods he was bringing aid to his master twenty minutes later he led the way into the ravine and there they found the doctor he was lying very still with one hand across his face the red cross man thought that he was dead but pep smelled the beloved hand and saw that it was warm the red cross man felt for the pulse it was fairly strong all right old burp he said in a whisper he's still alive perhaps we'll save him yet you just watch here and i'll go after another hand and a stretcher so for the second time that night pep took up his vigil by his master's side on the edge of the argonne forest it greatly worried pep to have his master lie so still he covered his face with dog kisses and nuzzled his hand but the hand would not move he seized the canteen in his mouth hoping that the doctor would throw it that he might bring it to him as he had done earlier in the night but his master made no sign so finally the faithful dog lay down to watch he felt sure that the good man would come back something in his voice had reassured pep at last after about half an hour he heard footsteps and soon to his great delight two men appeared with an empty stretcher silently they laid the wounded physician on the stretcher then lifted their burden and began slowly carrying it through the thick woods pep limped after them overjoyed that help had come at last for half an hour they crept forward often stopping to rest at such times pep would crowd up close and put a kiss on his master's cheek now that the responsibility had been partly taken from him pep noticed his own wound more and more his broken leg was swelling badly and once when he caught it in the underbrush it made him yelp with pain finally when they had been travelling slowly for about an hour he sank down with a doleful howl and could go no further what's the matter with the dog bill asked the man ahead he seemed to have gone limp i guess he's all in returned bill just sit down the stretcher and i will go back for him so bill went back for pep and took him up tenderly in his arms what are you gonna do with him now you've rescued him asked the other he's going in the stretcher returned bill decidedly his companion grumbled and expostulated against carrying a dog but bill was determined and as usual he had his own way why if he had not been for him we would not have found the doctor at all so it came about that pep had the honor of riding in a stretcher just like any other wounded soldier and that with his beloved master he snuggled down under the man's arm and watched the boughs above brush by he was so tired and exhausted that for once he forgot he was a little soldier on guard and fell asleep and did not awake until they reached the road it's all right old pup said his friend bill we have got to the ambulance you was the last straw that nearly broke our backs i'm glad we took you you're well worth saving 
bill took his seat in the ambulance close to pep's master's head the motor began purring and they were off for the long run to brest bill did what he could for the doctor wetting his parched lips and forcing brandy between his teeth and at last to the delight of both man and dog they saw the surgeon slowly come to himself where am i he whispered you are all right and safe and sound here in the ambulance we will be at the hospital in an hour or two the dog showed us where you were the doctor smiled and whispered pep's name he drew the dog close to him and his hand held one of the terrier's ears gently thus with a deep sigh of satisfaction pep again dozed and did not awake until they reached their journey's end, end of chapter six